Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Tuesday. A busy Tuesday it is. And by the way, an amazing lineup of guests today. First up, the former Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, Newt Gingrich, the man who engineered the 1994 Republican Revolution. You remember the one with the contract with America? Well, he's here to talk about something that's very, very interesting. You know why? He helped Kevin McCarthy, the current House Republican leader, developed the commitment with America, which is modeled after the contract with America, and it is driving the policy discussion in all of the districts around this country in the final three weeks. And that has happened. As that agenda has rolled out, the polls have been moving increasingly into Republicans' favor. Take a look at what we're seeing on the latest story at Just the News. I think it was Aaron Kliegman, my colleague, has a pretty impressive story today about the polls moving in a big way in the final three weeks of this election towards the Republicans. So we're going to have Newt Gingrich here to talk about all that dynamic, what's behind it, what's driving it. Another fun story that occurred over the last 24 hours, we've had many awkward moments when it comes to the the White House and the White House press secretary, but Aaron Kliegman caught a really interesting moment. The White House can't answer this question. You know what question they can't answer? When will the Inflation Reduction Act start reducing inflation? Tough question, because as we know, the experts in the CBO and others said the Inflation Reduction Act wouldn't reduce inflation. It's just a falsely named law. But the Republicans have pressed this issue. Reporters are beginning to ask it as inflation continues to spiral out of control. And the White House, well, it'd rather talk about the weather than the inflationary economic pressures that are destroying this economy and creating stagflation. You know, over the weekend, Joe Biden made one of his famous ice cream stops. And when you look at that, just remember that the price of that ice cream cone is a lot more expensive this year than it was last year. We're going to discuss that with Newt Gingrich, who's been tweeting that out and making, I think, a very important uh, point about that. All right. Second up, we're going to have State Representative Mark Fincham from the great state of Arizona. He has been a clarion voice in fighting for election integrity. And now he's the Republican nominee for Secretary of State of Arizona. And by the way, he's in the lead. He's leading despite all the media negative attacks on him, despite millions of dollars of advertising. He's leading his Democratic opponent and could flip the Secretary of State's office in Arizona, currently in Democrat hands, that those of Katie Hobbs could flip that Republican in the next election. Check that dynamic out 
as well. All right, folks, before we go to commercial break, I want to point out one very important story I broke over the 24-hour overnight, really, period. It's on the Hunter Biden front, and we have to stay focused on the corruption that is at the heart of the Hunter Biden story. And this one explains a little bit about how money moved from communist China into the pockets of Hunter Biden and James Biden and companies that they're associated with. What it shows is that And let's keep in mind, remember Joe Biden is the guy who's canceling student loans. He's forgiving hundreds of billions of dollars of student loans. And, of course, that shifts that cost to you and I. People take out a loan. We end up paying for it. But five years earlier, the Biden family cashed in on, they get a load of this, zero interest, so interest-free, forgivable loan from China, communist China, from the energy company CEFC. This information is confirmed in two things, a document we got a hold of that shows that the Chinese company, CEFC, was trying to get the money to benefit the Biden family. It keeps talking about the BD family, meaning the Biden family. And the second place we learned about this is from a letter from Senator Charles Grassley, ranking Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee, who divulges that it was a forgivable loan. My document confirms that it was a zero interest loan, so a sweetheart deal. And eventually that money gets taken into the Biden family. And one of the things that's in the Grassley letter, I think is a very important point. And I think this is something that I have long suspected. Now we have the first significant proof of it evidence. According to Chuck Grassley, who has a summary of former Biden family business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, you've seen him on Fox. The summary says that Bobolinsky told the FBI back during the 2020 election that the money that China gave this forgivable zero interest loan, which was Five million bucks, a pretty sweetheart deal. Well, it wasn't for work or for the stated purposes in the 2017 documents. It actually had been earned by Hunter Biden, James Biden and the family back when Joe Biden was vice president, meaning it occurred on Joe Biden's White House watch. And the family constructed it so that it would be paid after the fact, basically delayed compensation, deferred compensation. That is a major development in a very important story. If you want to see the letter that the Chinese company wrote describing their desire to get this money to the Biden family, it's embedded in the story. They talk about why the money wasn't changing hands. And here's another important point. This deal was so troublesome It actually caused concern for Chinese regulators, Chinese risk assessors. That is something that's contained in this email. Basically, the delay of the wire is caused by the details on this joint venture. If a CSC lends more, they need to know the interest rate for the subsequent loans. Because of the reasons above, the risk management department of CEFC is showing concerns. Of course, he'd show concerns. This was a gift to the Biden family, a payoff. Well, now all of that is in the documents I put forward. Check out that headline. It's called Biden's Family Got Interest-Free Forgivable Loan from China. New evidence reveals a lot of people reading that story today, getting a lot of attention worldwide. All right, before we go to commercial break, you know that each one of us has a special role in supporting Just the News, whether you're a listener, a reader, you watch our television show. One of the important players in our ecosystem, in our family, are our advertisers, our sponsors, and our partners. And we continue to roll up great new strategic partners, and one of them is AMAC. A-M-A-C stands for the Association of Mature American Citizens. Think of them as AARP for Common Sense and Conservative Americans. They're playing such a valuable role. They're helping 
organize election observers so that all the elections go in this country nationwide, go smoothly, and any funny business is detected in real time. They're out in Washington getting the most important common sense policies enacted and drafted and discussed. And then they're organizing the grassroots to make sure that the political muscle is behind those ideas and getting good policy solutions there, even in a Democratic-controlled Washington. And they are providing you incredible benefits. When you become an AMAC member, you get extraordinary discounts. You get access to special insurances like Medicare B and other opportunities like that. AMAC is a holistic 360-degree solution. Policy, grassroots, information and news and podcasting they do. And they've got both discounts and great services exclusively for you. If you want to get in on the AMAC family like I have, I just took out a five-year membership. I'm, I'm in for five years with AMAC. Why don't you match me? Go on the AMAC site and go sign up and see for yourself what you get. Discounts, benefits, all these things right to your doorstep. And also knowing that the small membership fee that you pay is going towards crafting a better America, the America you and I want to live in. So to do that, all you got to go is to amac.us forward slash just news. So amac, A-M-A-C dot U-S, like the United States, forward slash just news, amac.us slash just news. Get a special discount. Get involved. The discounts cover, you know, when you get in the AMAC family, you get discounts on cell phones and plans, insurance products, so much more on top of all the incredible news information and political intelligence you get and the fact that you know that AMAC's fighting there for you and your common sense value. So one more time, go to amac.us slash just news to get involved. They match my five-year membership. It's a, a bargain compared to what you get in return. It pays itself back in no time. Go check it out today. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, up first, that's right, Newt Gingrich, the former Speaker of the United States House of Representatives and a good friend of this show, right after this commercial message. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great 
and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. All right, folks, our next guest needs no introduction. Former Speaker of the House, one of the most important thought leaders in recent modern American history. He is none other than Newt Gingrich. Mr. Speaker, great to have you on the show again. Well, John, it's great to be back with you. And gosh, what what an exciting closing couple of weeks we're in. That it is. The election is in full force. And I think we're beginning to see every election breaks usually in the last two, three weeks. It seems as though the American public has decided this crime, this economy, not what we wanted, and they're in the mood for firing some people. What's your take on the latest data you're seeing? Well, what what I'm watching is the building of a real tsunami because it goes from coast to coast. It goes from Maine and New Hampshire and Rhode Island, Connecticut, all the way across to Washington State, Nevada, Arizona. I mean, you see race after race where the Republicans are gaining ground, are actually pulling ahead and moving out. And you see candidates, you know, Blumenthal, for example, in Rhode Island, who, I mean, in Connecticut, who I think people thought was, you know, totally safe, is now in a very, very close five-point race uh, and getting narrower. Um, the governor of Connecticut was caught up, uh, already weakened down at uh, bleeding by 49-44, and uh, two policemen were killed uh, last week in Connecticut, and the police would not allow the governor to speak at the memorial because they're so angry at him about a bill he passed during the Black Lives Matter riots, which was pro-criminal and anti-police. And so, I mean, these dynamics are building everywhere. Uh, you saw what happened in New York, where uh, two people were shot in front of uh, gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin's home while his two teenage daughters were studying inside. That, of course, totally dominated the television news in New York for three days. And, and Zeldin went from slightly behind to basically even with uh, the incumbent governor almost overnight. And so you just see these things happening all around the country. Yeah, and it seems as though people are beginning to associate what they see in their lives when they go to the grocery store, when they go to the gas station, when they walk down the street or hear of a neighbor who's been victimized by a crime with Democratic policy. That seems to be the connection that candidates have done a good job in the last couple of months. How do they close? If, if this is going to be the tsunami, how do they close? Well, I mean, one, one thing you, you have to do is say to everybody, you know, look at your 401k before you vote. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Everybody I've talked to who has looked at their 401k is in a state of shock. Uh, you know, the, the Biden disaster doesn't just raise the price of food and the price of gasoline and the price of heating oil. It also has crushed your savings. Uh, to, to, I think the estimate from one bank is a drop of 25 to 30 percent in value. Uh, well, you know, for people who've saved all their lives and for whom this was their retirement, uh, Biden is the most expensive president they've ever seen. Uh, and, uh, I think, I think that's, a, that, that's a key part of it. 
I think second, you know, how many murders, how many carjackings, how many rapes, how many mobs robbing a store do you have to have to decide that it ain't working? Uh, and then how often do you have to have an illegal immigrant uh, committing something like the rape of the 10-year-old girl in Ohio to realize that the, that the Biden policies have been an absolute disaster for the protection of the American people and the prosperity of the American people. And I think that's really the, the way the, the campaign has to close. And of course, with Kevin McCarthy's commitment to America, which the House Republicans adopted, you have a very clear positive alternative, which you can see if you go to commit to commitmenttoamerica.com, over 150 positive, specific policy changes. So I, I see a lot of good stuff going on out there. And I think uh, it almost certainly is going to lead to a Republican House and a Republican Senate. Yeah, you're feeling increasingly bullish on the fact that both chambers go, right? Oh, I, I think so. When you have this size wave, uh, you know, you, you just uh, you just know that the other side, uh, they, they can't buy enough advertising to offset reality. So no matter how many TV ads you see, when you go fill up your car or you go to the grocery store, I, I had this Louis Brogdon who, you know, works with me, went to, to buy four hot dogs at the at the grocery store, and it was over $7. Oh, my gosh. That's outrageous. I mean, he came in the next morning. He said, let me tell you how bad this is. I mean, and I think that's what people are experiencing in their lives every day. And it, and it just makes the Democrats look like liars when they go out and try to explain that it's really okay. It is. The tap dancer doing is getting old to the American people. You had a fun moment on Twitter today. I call it ice cream politics because Joe Biden, of course, likes his ice cream cones. But you pointed out something very important that undercuts his whole message. Well, I didn't know it had hit me looking at his latest purchase of a double scoop of ice cream that Biden doesn't have any idea that ice cream has gone up 20% in less than a year. That's a heavy price, yeah. It's just one more example of the Biden inflation. You can't even enjoy an ice cream cone without paying higher prices, thanks to Joe Biden. It's amazing. Everyone was talking about that today. I love that just because it made it relatable to a lot of different people. The economic security issues are clearly the forefront. It seems to me that underneath the current, there are a lot of culture issues that may be taking longtime Democrat constituents, Hispanics, African-Americans, suburban moms, and having them abandon the party, things like the transgender movement and some of the things indoctrination going on in the schools. Do you sense that that's sort of an undertow beneath the, the primary two issues of economy and security? I, I think both the notion of parents' rights versus the teachers' union uh, and the notion of protecting children from what I think is, in effect, child abuse. I mean, you have a cult of transgenderism, which and it's literally a cult in a religious sense. Uh, and they wanted, they, uh, I, I saw one video, uh, which Tucker Carlson ran, of a Harvard professor explaining that uh, babies know in the womb whether or not they're really biologically the sex of being born. Now, this, this person, of course, would be for abortion on demand. So she's, on the one hand, she's telling you this baby, even in the womb, knows whether or not it's transgender. On the other hand, she's happy to kill it. That is an art, yeah. But you, 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 you go through this stuff, and it turns out, and I'm just now doing research on this, um, but it turns out that a lot of the uh, puberty-blocking drugs are, in fact, very dangerous, are not approved by the FDA for pu puberty-blocking, uh, are being used off-label, and places like Planned Parenthood are making money 
out of encouraging 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old kids to make a decision without telling their parents to, to, to take the drugs which have substantial impact uh, on uh, the entire hormonal process of their body. And I think, I think this is going to become a major issue because for some reason on the left, uh, this has become a fetish uh, that they just, uh, they just have an absolute passion for maximizing the number of people who go through a transgender process. Uh, and, and I think people are going to conclude that having 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old kids use puberty blockers and having 13, 14, 15-year-old girls having double mastectomies for no medical reason uh, is, is just pure child abuse. Yeah, it is amazing to watch it. I've watched the transformation of a singular political figure as, as sort of a bellwether to what I think is going on in the country. Tulsi Gabbard was on stage alongside Joe Biden competing to be the Democratic nominee. Two years later, she sounds as robust a conservative or libertarian of anyone. Her evolution, her change, is it a sign that maybe there are many more Democrats like her, maybe not willing to go as public as she is, that are fed up with their party? Oh, I think so. I, I think that about uh, 25 to 30 percent of the Democratic Party uh, is prepared to to uh, really challenge us. They may not be prepared to leave the party yet. And Tulsi has shown great courage. And of course, she's now campaigning for people like Don Balduck, the Republican uh, senatorial candidate in New Hampshire. And she had to be a huge asset to Balduck because it, here you have an independent person in the state that treasures being independent. And of course, she, she makes the case that she was a Democrat when Democrats were the party of women, and now they can't even define what a woman is. Uh, and I think that's the sort of thing that's beginning to break down, that people who have historically favored women's rights are beginning to realize that, that when you have, an, as they do in Vermont, for example, when you have one uh, claiming transgender male who claims to be a female, hasn't had an operation, hasn't changed, and the school board is in favor of that one person having the entire dressing room, forcing all the girls who do not want to dress with a male into a single small room, uh, you begin to realize just how, how much the system has, has sort of gone, gone nuts. And I think people like Tulsi Gabbard look at that and they finally go, you know, this is just, I can't be for this anymore. Yeah, just common sense has gone out the window enough that they, they can't stay connected to the party. You came out with a book in July that I think was the rallying cry clearly was a key component of the commitment with America where you worked with Kevin McCarthy. But the idea that big government socialism is what's actually destroying the American experience, the economy, the energy, it seems as though that's underlying a lot of the issues here, which is Joe Biden said, I'm going to make a big government, it's going to fix everything. And he made a big government, it broke everything. How important is it for Republicans once they're in power to shrink that government quickly and powerfully? Well, I, I wrote uh, Defeating Big Government Socialism precisely because, as you point out, that we have to go at this as a fundamental root and branch problem. It's not just the people, it's the ideas. They are profoundly, fundamentally wrong. They destroy the American tradition of individual liberty, the rule of law, the right to work hard, the right to dream big. Uh, and I think that uh, big government socialism is a direct mortal threat to the very survival of the United States. And I think we have to take this head on, not just in this election, but in the next six or eight or 10 years until we finish uh, tearing it out by the roots uh, in every bureaucracy and every structure in the country. 
Yeah, and you were the first person I saw in a public stature actually using the word big government socialism to describe what Joe Biden was doing. A lot of people have picked up on that, but there was an amazing poll this weekend at Fox News. 60 to 70% of Americans against socialism, but 53% of Democrats think it's okay. 53% in that poll. It seems as though we raised a whole generation of college-educated Democrats that are in love with socialism. How'd that happen? Well, I think part of it starts at the universities, and I think you you cannot overstate the importance of Harvard, Yale, Columbia, Princeton, uh, Stanford, Berkeley, and being leaders in moving the entire academic community. And the second great driving force are the teachers' unions. So the teachers' unions have been engines of radicalism that are are trying to use the power of the government to coerce the rest of us into a series of values that we just simply don't believe in. And one of the greatest fights of the next three or four years is going to be uh, favoring parents over the teachers union and favoring the rights of individuals o- over the effort to brainwash them and indoctrinate them. I mean, this is this is very much a George Orwell kind of moment where you have uh, the power of government being used to force us to believe things we don't believe. And, uh, you know, most Americans, for example, believe that there are two sexes, boys and girls. Uh, but there's an overwhelming effort inside the academic structure and inside the teachers union to coerce us into not saying that. Uh, Most Americans believe uh, that you have an opportunity to go out and work, but there's a huge effort among big government socialists to make all of us dependent on government and to have us get in the habit of sitting around waiting for a government check or government food stamps, what have you. So I think we have to recognize how profound the effort to undermine and destroy our civilization is, and we have to respond accordingly, and we have to you know, very directly and aggressively uh, take out uh, the forces uh, that would destroy our country. Yeah, such an important dynamic. We have to stomp it out. Newt, when we watched the Russia collusion story evolve and evolve and evolve, and I have to say, as a reporter who did a lot of work on it, it's way worse than even I knew when I started on it. But there's these incredible revelations at the Danchenko trial where you see that the FBI basically was in cahoots to frame the president. And yet the mainstream media, the New York Times, Washington Post, hardly cover it. If they do cover it, it's because there was a procedural loss for Durham. They're not covering the underlying weaponization of the law enforcement agencies. Do you think that that story gets through even without the mainstream media covering it? Yeah, I think I think ultimately the sheer persistence of the American public uh, talking with each other has that impact. But, you know, I just watched a fascinating movie called Mr. Jones, which was a study of a Welsh reporter who went to Moscow to try to figure out how Stalin was financing industrialization because he clearly didn't have the money. Uh, and um, the New York Times reporter in Moscow won a Pulitzer Prize for what we know in retrospect was a deliberate and methodical set of lies covering up and protecting Stalin, who was a monster. And in uh, Mr. Jones, this guy, based on a true story, This guy goes down to Ukraine to try to figure out what's going on, and he encounters genuine starvation and a deliberate strategy uh, by which somewhere between three and five million Ukrainians were starved to death. Uh, And and, and it was taking away their food, which provided the resources to Stalin to pay for the industrialization. Uh, And and when you go back and you realize the New York Times never recognized and never admitted and, and never disciplined or fired its reporter, and never returned the Pulitzer Prize. Well, this this tradition of total dishonesty, which, by the way, 
was repeated about Fidel Castro in the late 50s, early 60s by a New York Times reporter. Again, same pattern. Um, and unfortunately, uh, the Washington Post has fallen into the same thing because it's now culturally who they are. Now, this is not new. Theodore White, in the making of the president in 1968, has a chapter devoted to the media, which which could have been written yesterday morning. I mean, it, so the, the growth of this extraordinarily left-wing, extraordinarily dishonest uh, news media has been going on uh, for over half a century. Uh, and the country talks to itself despite the profound dishonesty of the New York Times or the Washington Post or NBC, ABC, CBS, uh, and so forth. And yet somehow the country, partly talk radio, partly programs like yours. I mean, think about the number of people you now reach directly uh, who 10 years ago would have had no outlet. And uh, I think we somehow talk to ourselves despite the best efforts of the elites. <laughs> to keep us apart. That's true. It's true. It's funny. Our founding fathers always saw free market competition as a solution. And today we're seeing that with all of the new things going on in the space, whether it's Truth Social or new television networks coming up. It's amazing. I just want to finish up with a couple of races that I think are bellwethers. Arizona, Mark Kelly uh, against Blake Masters. What do you think happens there? Well, I think Kelly loses for, the, for just one simple example. At a time when Arizona is drowning in illegal immigration, Kelly, within 12 hours, voted against adding 18,000 Border Patrol and for adding 87,000 internal revenue agents. Now, there's nobody in Arizona who believes that what we need is revenue agents to investigate us, but not Border Patrol agents to stop illegal immigration. And that's just an example of where I think Kelly has huge vulnerabilities. That race has tightened up dramatically. Uh, and I suspect in the end, Kelly loses. And Carrie Lake, you've been surprised by her performance? You know, I have not seen her perform, but I gather from everything I've read that she is really very effective and really, really very powerful communicator. Uh, and I would not be at all surprised to see her win by a big margin. Yeah, I think a lot of people are starting to look at that and the polling breaking away. Tiffany Smiley out in Washington State. If you told me a few months ago, we'd be talking about Oregon and Washington State being in play. I, go, I don't know about that, but... Tiffany Smiley and then the Oregon governor candidate, Christine Drazen, they're all within striking distance. That's a pretty big moment. What do you think about those two races? Well, it's an example of what happens when you have a tsunami. Uh, I just did a newsletter, at, which people can get for free at Gingrich360.com, uh, in which I outlined uh, Smiley's race. Uh, she clearly now is in contention. Uh, and, and interestingly, you have almost exactly the same dynamic going on uh, with Leora Levy in uh, Connecticut. In both cases, you have veteran 30-year-plus senators who people decide have worn out, haven't done their job, aren't, aren't responsive anymore, and you have attractive new faces, and, and people are sort of going, why not take the gamble? And I've had two different friends in, in the Seattle area say to me they would normally not have voted for a Republican, but they are so tired of Patty Murray, and they're so intrigued by how attractive and intelligent and the story of, of Tiffany Smiley standing by her husband when he was blinded by an IED and winning the fight to make him the first blind officer in the U.S. Army, uh, that, that she's so compelling as a leader. I, I would not be at all surprised to see her win and to see Leora Levy win in Connecticut. That's my old hope, stay Connecticut, and it's definitely a hot race now, there's no doubt. Last one I'll ask you about, the Fetterman-Oz. It's really an amazing story because Fetterman and Biden both have the issue of their stamina and their mental acuity, and then on top of that, they both have the issue of where they stand on crime and the economy. Does Oz pull that one out? 
Oh, I think he does. Now, I'm, I'm biased both because I was born in Harrisburg and because I'm going to be Wednesday. I will be with Sean Hannity and Mehmet Oz in York, Pennsylvania, uh, doing a, a town hall meeting. Uh, but I, I think that when you look at Fetterman's record on crime and how much he is he's pro-murderer, he's pro-releasing criminals, uh, he has policies that are crazy. And then you look at his record of being anti-energy when Pennsylvania is the fourth largest producer of energy in the United States. I mean, just go down item by item. And uh, Fetterman started out with a huge lead, uh, but but it's been shrinking every single week. And I think it's now now basically inside the margin of error. And I think the next three weeks, uh, for, you know, Oz will just keep pulling away. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Well, Mr. Speaker, folks, before I let him go, don't forget, go to Gingers 360, get that newsletter. I get it every morning. I love it. And also get that book, Defeating Big Government Socialism, Saving America's Future. This was the blueprint that I think drove a lot of the commitment with America, realizing that big government always fails big. Great book. And Mr. Speaker, always an honor to have you on the show. Well, great to be with you, John. Take care. Thank you, sir. Take care. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick 
House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. I first met this gentleman a couple of years ago. He was on the front lines of fighting for a common sense election integrity. At the time, he was a state representative from Arizona. Now he is the nominee to be a secretary of state, the election chief of Arizona. He is Mark Fincham. Mr. Representative, good to have you on the show, sir. Uh, John, it's a pleasure. I'm, I respect the work that you do so much. And that's then that, I'm not just shining you, sir. You, uh, you have a quite a following out here in Arizona. Uh, thank you. Well, you have played such an important role in illuminating issues that the media, the traditional bureaucracy didn't want covered. And now you're up in the polls. You're beating Adrian Font as a Democrat. Tell us the dynamic on the ground. All the races seem to be leaning red into Arizona right now. What's the dynamic on the ground? Why are Democrats losing this election? Well, I, I think in, in a word, winning. So we have we have winning policy proposals. We have an attitude that is positive. We're presenting uh, solutions. We're in the arena of idea debate. And frankly, the the opposition, and I'm not even going to call them Democrats because there's a lot of Democrats walking away from the Democrat Party. Uh, the opposition, the fringe left, which is what Katie Hobbs and Adrian Fontes and Chris Mays, they're pandering to the furthest of the left in Arizona. And that's just not where people want to be. They're looking for something positive. And I haven't heard a positive word come out of any of their advertising. In fact, they are just bombarding the airwaves. Uh, every 15 minutes, you'll see a, uh, a, a rack of ads, you know, Mark Kelly, uh, Adrian Fontes, and Katie Hobbs over and over and over again. Nothing positive. It's all negative. Look at the look at the bad guy. Look at the bad lady. But they don't have anything that they're proposing. They're just saying the opposition's bad. Well, okay. So what makes you good? And we're not hearing any of that. I remember the Morning in America campaign that Ronald Reagan ran in '84. People want an optimistic view. They believe that we can fix whatever things are in front of us. And the Democrats have this bleak, dark view. We're racist. We're extremists. We're full of domestic terrorists. We're the shame of the world. And I think Americans are getting tired of being down-talked. It's really interesting to watch the dynamic and the ideas. There's another dynamic going on, which is Americans have said in the polls, it's pretty clear, they're worried about the economy, election integrity, and crime and energy. And all the Democrats want to talk to is abortion, abortion, abortion. And in your case, it's really a bizarre place to insert it because your opponent is trying to suggest as Secretary of State, you're going to change abortion law, but you can't do that if you're Secretary of State, can you? No. In fact, let me go back for just a moment and talk about Republican Party. Have you seen our party lately? We have got an age demographic that is, that is deep. We've got a racial demographic that is broad. And we, we've got just, it, it is, it's so good to see that these folks are finally being acknowledged across races, across religions, across age, that they've got a place to come. Now, to your point about the Secretary of State somehow being able to make law, 
It doesn't work that way. In fact, that's one of the things that I think disqualifies Adrian Fontes as Secretary of State. He doesn't even know who makes law. It's the legislature that makes law. And I've been been absolutely laser focused on mission number one for the future Secretary of State for Arizona. And that is my job, mission one, hold everyone accountable to just follow the law. Hard stop. That means candidates, party officials, elections officials, supporters, financiers, everybody. Because we have got to get to a place where we do not have a thumb of influence on the scale of election justice. That's where we need to be. And I believe that that's where the voters want us to be. And that's one of the reasons that, depending upon the poll you cite, I think CNN has me three points ahead, Trafalgar has me seven. And I think that we are gaining ground because the people are just growing weary of this negativity, the loss of wealth, the the crazy stuff that seems to be coming out of our public schools. All of those things are driving a narrative that we've got to have some change. Now, I'm happy to help support that change, but I'm not going to be a lawmaker. I'm going to be a law follower. These used to be the common sense ideas of America, but there's a subset of America, a very small subset, but loud and vocal on the left that actually has eschewed all of these common sense ideas. I saw a poll the other day, I think it was Fox News over the weekend, vast majority of Americans reject socialism, but 53% of Democrats don't. They actually think it could be a good thing. That disconnect with the rest of America seems to be what gets exposed in this election. I want to ask you about a dynamic because it's occurred in your own home state where Katie Hobbs won't debate Carrie Lake. We're seeing it in several other places where people are backing out of debates or trying to delay the debate. It used to be that a debate was your job interview with your voters that you were asking to put you in office. When did it become, I don't want to do the job interview moment for Democrats? When they realized their policy doesn't hold water. I mean, they're terrified of the people finding out what they really stand for. And, I'm, you know, the party faithful, uh, both in Republican and Democrat, by the way, they already know, but it's the independent voter. And here in Arizona, um, and I don't know if this is true across the country, because frankly, I've never paid attention, but here in Arizona, fully one third of the electorate is independent. And I mean, <laughs> fiercely independent. They pride themselves. Yeah, They're all over the place on policy. And those are the people, frankly, that determine elections. It's, you're going to have the party faithful that are always going to come out. But when you've got 35% Republican, 33% independent, and 31% Democrat, guess who, guess who enforces the election? It's the independent. And I think that they, the, this, this trepidation or fear, I guess, is the, of, of the opposition, particularly in Kerry Lake's uh, debate invitation to Katie Hobbs. I don't know if it's just, if it's cowardice. I don't, I don't know what it is, but you're right. That's the job interview. And it's supposed to be conducted by individuals who are uh, unbiased. Now, I've been through two of those, one with Univision, one with um, Arizona Clean Elections, as they say. Well, that was nothing but a gang tackle on for 30 minutes, 20 plus minutes of it was the moderators and the opposition attacking me. That's not a debate. 
In fact, it's so bad that uh, the clean elections folks here in Arizona, we have this commission that's supposed to ensure that everybody gets information and that it's clean elections. They announced that they're looking for a new partner because the election debate was so bad that it undercut their reputation, their authority. And there are even legislators here that want to defund clean elections because of what happened. It was absolutely outrageous what they did. But perhaps, um, I don't know why Katie Hobbs wouldn't want to do that, because clearly clean elections and Arizona Central, the Republic, they're all swinging for the team. So what, what is she afraid of? Well, I think she's probably just a timid personality, which, by the way, makes me very concerned that if you're going to be the chief executive of the state, you got to have some chutzpah. And Carrie Lake's got it. Loads of it. Katie Hobbs, not so much. Yeah, it's remarkable. It really is to see the contrast in style and optimism in policy. If there's ever been an enormous contrast between Democrats and Republicans, this election has accentuated. I want to go to one thing that gets hanged on you all the time, myself as well, others. The idea that you're an election denier. You don't deny that elections occur. I don't understand this term, election denier. No one denies election occurred. What people like you and I and others who've done the work are saying is that there were such irregularities in the election is that they shook the Americans' conference in 2020. How have the voting public in Arizona evaluated the media using that term and trying to hang it on people who've raised very legitimate questions? Well, first of all, I don't think they're buying the argument of election denier. That's a New York Times, Washington Post um, ad hominem attack. What I think, and we've noticed the shift in the lexicon just over the last several days. Now they're, they're softening. They're saying, well, okay, maybe they're election skeptics. Okay, well, <laughs> that, that just put me in line with over 65% of the American public. And that's what we've been advocating for the whole time. The election happened. We are skeptical about the process. We're skeptical about some of the results. I mean, they want to vilify me for advocating for audits. In fact, Nancy Pelosi and that whole bunch of crazy people in, in Washington, D.C. say, well, it, audits undermine the confidence of the voter in an election. No, actually, audits are designed to do one of two things, prove that everything's okay, or identify the things that aren't okay. So if you're going to sit there, and I think that this is where the left has so severely misplayed their hand in an effort to try and protect an election that clearly had defects. They want to obfuscate that, they want to, no, everything's fine. Okay, now that's gonna come around and bite them this year because they denied it two years ago. And I would remind my Democrat colleagues, 2016, you were election deniers, you were election skeptics. In fact, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, Eric Swalwell, they were all decrying how bad the election was, how it couldn't be trusted. So what changed? Well, they apparently cheated enough to win. That's what changed.
Yeah. And, you know, here's a funny thing about audits. We created an entire bureaucracy in Washington called the Inspector General's Office, which is designed to audit agencies to make sure that taxpayers get their money's worth. They don't get cheated. There isn't fraud. It used to be something that everybody, Republican and Democrat, appreciated doing, but now Democrats are completely against it. It has to be one of the most insane pivots I've ever seen in my 30-year career of journalism. As you go forward, we got about 20, 21 days left to the election. What is the key thing that Republicans need to do, starting in your race, all the way up to the top of the ticket and across the country, to close the deal, to make sure that Americans know where Republicans stand and why they should be in charge? I think you vote your vote, you vote your wallet. Public policy is askew right now. People, in fact, I saw it uh, earlier today with Victory News. Thirty-four thousand dollars is what the average is in loss to four hundred one k's around the country just in this last year. That's twenty. That's over twenty-five percent. So you know, vote your grocery cart. Um, vote against negativity. When you see a negative ad, that's why I'm not running negative ads. I, I in fact, I, I abhor them. The debate needs to be about policy. And when you hear a candidate discussing policy, that's the person who is likely to be most honest. Now, you might disagree with their policy, but when all they have is look at the other guy and how bad he is or she is, that is a red flag that tells you the opposition doesn't have a position. So my advice to independents, to disenfranchised Democrats, to Republicans, you've got to get out and vote. Don't sit on the sidelines this time. We know that a lot of people sat on the sidelines in the primary. You know, folks are fearful. And in fact, in talking to voters right now, they're most fearful when we talk about fear they're most fearful of 87,000 IRS agents. They're asking the question, if we have got fentanyl flowing across our borders, illegal entrance at a record number coming across the borders, why didn't you guys hire 18,000 border patrol agents? Well, because the point is, and I believe that this is the Democrat position, flood the, flood the border, flood the zone, because so many voters are leaving the Democrat party, they have to replenish the numbers. Yeah, I said it. Prove me wrong. Yeah, well, you see it in the polling now. You see it in the polling. I mean, the, uh, and you go, you know, you see it in the registrations of states where people are signing up to be Republican. Even in California, we had Rick Grinnell, the former DNI and ambassador, on the show yesterday, and he said they're signing up eleven thousand Republicans a month in California. That tells you that something special is going on. Mark, if people want to get involved in the final days of your campaign, what's the best way for them to be in touch with you and um, get involved in the movement? Yeah, thank you, John. It would be votefincham.com. That's V-O-T-E-F like Frank, I-N like Nancy, C-H-E like Edward, M like Mark, Finch like the bird with an E-M on it. So it's votefincham.com. Right now we're being outspent 10 to 1. So if folks want to make a donation, they can click the donation tab or they can Click on the news tab, and every single interview I've ever done, we've got we've get, been given a link. We put it out there. In fact, I'm happy to post your link for this podcast if you want to send it to me. We certainly will. Last question. You've been a champion of making sure we have improved election security, election integrity, election confidence, which is also very important. Heading into the final weeks, how do you feel about Arizona's election system? You feeling better about it than 2020? I have my concerns. 
Um, we've, we're getting lots of reports of various counties. Pima County right now, they've got a recorder who refuses to live by the law. Well, just remember one thing. We're about to see a, a change in authority, a change in responsibility for holding people accountable for the law. Um, While well, I've got my concerns, if we get everybody out to vote, and I mean everybody, this vote like your life depends on it. I think that um, down ticket Republicans from the governor all the way down to, you know, constable, we are going to see a significant change in leadership across the state of Arizona. Yeah, such a remarkable moment. We're watching for it and all eyes are on Arizona. It is clearly the bellwether. That's what it has been for many years, but it's definitely the bellwether, as is your race. Mark, a great honor to have you on the show. I know you got to get back on the campaign trail. Thanks so much for the time today. Thank you, John. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, sir. You as well. All right, folks, we'll come back in a few seconds and wrap things up right after these commercial messages. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, folks, welcome back. So grateful that we could have two great conversations, one with Newt Gingrich, the other with Mark Fincham. Mark Fincham on the front lines of election integrity in the Secretary of State's race in Arizona. Newt Gingrich, one of the extraordinary thought leaders in conservative America and one of the architects, not only of the contract with America, but also the commitment with America that is now at the heart of Republicans' efforts to take back control of Congress. All right, folks, that wraps it up. We're so grateful for your time today. May God bless you. May God bless this extraordinary country, the United States, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. 